Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. The following is a special presentation from Cold Sports. Don't forget my Cold Sports MVPs. Why Your Goat Ain't Mine, the five greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, is yours for free today, right now. All you have to do is go to ColeJohnsonOnline.com and get that copy. That's right, Why Your Goat Ain't Mine, the five greatest quarterbacks of all time, for free. Go get it. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to one and all. This is the podcast for the intelligent sportsman. No matter if it's football, baseball, basketball, boxing, wrestling, hockey, or whatever your pursuit or passion, Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide for all things sports, Cole Johnson, and you have tuned in to Sports on another level and on this podcast it is a different type of show ladies and gentlemen I have a confession to make I am a wrestling fan love it have loved it for a while still love it now will always love it make no bones about it and people can clown me for it I don't care what I do care about is those who love it along with me And right now, this is the season, the most special time of the year in the wrestling calendar. It is like early February for the NFL. It is like early to mid-June for the NBA. It is like early to mid-June for the NHL. And it is like October for baseball. WrestleMania 32. It is on its way this weekend. It's going to be held in the AT&T Stadium, or the place I like to call the modern-day Taj Mahal. A place where the indoor attendance record for an event period, sporting or otherwise, may be broken. Could be broken. Might be broken. Because this event, used, this event did hold at one time when the Silverdome was in full effect, 93,000. This venue has a chance to actually hold and house even more than 93,000. If I'm not mistaken, I think they said the venue can hold up to 100,000 and probably even more. So the venue is primo. The venue is something to behold. The city, of course, is something to, to behold as well because we're talking about the Metroplex. 
a city that is, if I'm not mistaken, the number four DMA in the country. Uh, and they also have, what, six and a half million people, I believe, that are in the area. So we're talking about a city that is the biggest in the USA, not being New York, Los Angeles, or Chicago. So this is a, a, a prime spot in a great arena, or I should say stadium. The problem is we have a card that is, let's be honest, it's underwhelming. It's underwhelming. It's underwhelming. I mean, when you don't have a Cesaro, you don't have a Seth Rollins, you don't have a John Cena, you don't have a Randy Orton, you don't have a Bray Wyatt, none of those are slated to be on the card. Now, they probably would. None of them are scheduled to be on the card. But when you have those, those players gone, it really affects the show. In it, we have matches such as Team WWE versus Team Total Divas. We have the Andre the Giant Battle Royal that features the Big Show and Kane. And we have a U.S championship that I think people will not care a lot about and we have an intercontinental championship match where it will be good but a guy like Neville who got injured earlier in March will not be a part of that event or that match there are some good matches and I'll touch on all of them after this Hey, my Cole Sports MVPs. This is Cole Johnson. If you like these special podcasts, let me know. Drop me a line at colesports at gmail.com. That's colesports at gmail.com. Let me know if you actually like these special podcasts that I do so that I can bring you even more special content. And let me know what type of content you would like for me to cover. And it could be anything. It could be, oh, Daytona 500. It could be the Indianapolis 500. It could be the Masters. It could be the World Series. It doesn't matter what event in the sporting world. If you want me to particularly cover that particular event, let me know. It could even be the Kentucky Derby. Or it could be one of, one of the biggest fights we've ever seen. Like last year's Pacquiao and, and Mayweather fight. Let me know. Cole Sports, that is C O L E S P O R T Z, at gmail.com. Let me know if you want special content like this particular podcast, and I will deliver it to you.
and only specifically for you. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on tuning in to Cole Sports because it is for the intelligent sportsman. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the special WrestleMania edition of Cole Sports. And I will now go into the pre-show. And the pre-show has, I mentioned some events of these. The pre-show has Team WWE versus Team Total Divas for the ladies. It has the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And it has the Dudley Boys versus the Usos. Now, let's get into... The 10-woman tag first. Now, of course, representing the WWE, you have Natalia, one of the greatest female wrestlers that WWE has on their roster. Paige, uh, a charisma light, lightning rod. Brie Bella, who catches so much flack along with her sister Nikki, and... Uh, shout out goes to Nikki. I hope you heal up very soon from your neck surgery. Alicia Fox, who, mm, let's say, is an afterthought. And I'll get to Eva Marie later. On the other side, you have Naomi, who's also a talent that I think is utterly, utterly underused. Tamina, who plays the heavy on screen, but is a softy off screen. Summer Rae, who I, I find <laughs> quite funny in her aloof nature, plays a wonderful heel because she has an aloof nature. And Emma, yes, the same Emma that was a goof, intentional goof, when she was in the main roster, her last stint. Now she basically is a take-no-prisoners, I-don't-give-a-crap heel. I sort of like her. In, in that in, 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 in that that realm. I like I like how the character's going and it has some potential. But let me focus on to me what I find to be the biggest highlight of this match. And it's not Lana, who I didn't mention earlier either. And too bad for her because she was on a rocket ship to utter superstardom, but since uh, her engagement to Rusev, it basically just chopped her push right after it started. But to me, the point of interest is Ava Marie, or Eva Marie, or whatever the redhead, literal redhead, wants to call herself. Did you hear how the crowd in <laughs> the crowd in Brooklyn <laughs> serenaded her with, as they call the Bronx cheer, although the the stadium is in Brooklyn. I'm like, okay, now she's supposed to be on a face team, but she's getting heel heat, and not the heat that okay. 
this is a okay. This is a this, this is a bad person. This is a person not to be trifled with. This is a person not to play. This is a person not to play with. No, not that type of heat. No, the type of heat that just says, "Get off of my TV set. Get out of the arena. Get out of my face. You suck." You suck as a person. You suck as a character. I don't want to see you anymore. Get out. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Creative and WWE fouled that up. I'm like, okay, if you wanted if you wanted to do anything, spark any type of 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 interest, you could have found another diva. You could have found another diva. Eva Marie? <laughs> who wins the match? Who really cares? It'd probably be Total Divas. But who really cares? Seriously. And I'm not even saying it because it's women. I'm not even saying it because... Uh, because it's on the pre-show. The match really doesn't matter. I just had to talk about the reception or lack thereof for Eva Marie, which I just found funny. Next is the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And when it was instituted two years ago, I liked it. I, I, I liked the fact that they were wanting to to commemorate one of the prodigious WWE superstars of all time. I loved it. But as it's going into its third year, I'm not so sure I really like it as much now. And, and the reason why I say that is with these battle royals, you should treat it like you would if it's a money in a bank match. Pinpoint guys who you think would deserve to have more time to spotlight and we don't know about him. Or we know a little bit about him, but we want to see him just explode into our, our stratosphere a little more often. Like Cesaro. We were seeing this guy two years ago just come up with five-star match after five-star match after five-star match. It was like, who is this guy who, who can perform like a cruiserweight but has the strength of a super heavyweight? What? Who is this guy? We need to see more of him because every time he's in the ring, the dude just puts forth great matches. And unfortunately... And I won't even say his injury. I, I even I would say before his injury, his push got stalled. But he still kept putting forth these wonderful five star matches. But I mean, the the, the people that are going to be featured, of course, the Big Show and Kane, and you have you know such stalwart performers as the Social Outcast. You can name any of the four. They're basically fodder for how they're gonna how they're gonna be eliminated. 
the returning Damian Sandow. Now, of course, last year he was Damian Mizdow. And he played being the Mrs. Sidekick to a T. To the point where the crowd loved everything he did and hated everything the Miz did. You remember this time last year when people could not get enough of Miz Dow? And then after his uh, mini program with the Miz, went off screen. And then you may have a Braun Strowman. A guy who is stiff. A guy who, let's just say, sucks taking bumps. And a guy who really, I guess, is going to be the new version of the big show. You know, the, the guy who is the indestructible object or the immovable one. Normally that type of type of guy is a boring a boring figure. I would like to see a surprise. Out of all the names I mentioned, none of them I really would care to see. Now I would love to I would I would love to see and I would hope to see like someone who was on the shelf return. Preferably, I would like to see Cesaro return in this match. And if he does, he should win it. And it could serve it could serve similar to how when CM Punk won the when WrestleMania used to host ladder match uh, ladder day uh, ladder matches for the Money in the Bank uh, briefcase. When Punk won it the second time around. Because when he did win it the second time around. It launched him into wonderful programs. Almost right off the bat. Hopefully we see that with Cesaro. Otherwise. This would be a yawner. Then we have the Usos versus the Dudley Boys. Now. Dudley Boys made a turn. Did a heel turn on the Usos. That's why we have the match now at WrestleMania. But I really am hearing very few people wanting to dislike the Dudley Boys. And it's very difficult to dislike a legend. And of course I'll get to that much later with someone else. It's much, much more difficult for fans to, to jeer a team they love and find legendary. It is hard for them to do it. The Usos, on the other hand, they're exciting to watch. They leap out of any any arena. It's great to see them. The problem, though, with them It's that you get the feeling that, okay, when you see one Uso match, you've seen them all. And that's unfortunate. 
it's very unfortunate because with the Usos, they they are exciting, and I do like the fact that they pay homage to their their culture before they even enter the ring. I do love that, and I do love how they move. Unfortunately, when you look at the crowd and how they react to the Usos, it's it's like they want to see realism, and they feel as though they're not going to see it. That is unfortunate. They will win this match, I believe, but I think people will not care all that much about it. All right, when I come back, I will set the table to the main card of WrestleMania 32. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Cole Johnson, and this is Cole Sports. Welcome back to a special edition of Cold Sports, WrestleMania 32. And we just touched on the pre-show. Now we're going to get to the main card. And the match that I think will open up the card will be, of course, the League of Nations versus New Day. Now, of course, this will serve two reasons as to why this is a good opening to the main card. One is, more than likely, League of Nations will have some say in the main event later on in the evening. The other is really the hottest act that's going today in WWE. I really believe the reason why many tune into the product now is Xavier Woods. Kofi Kingston and Big E. The New Day and the Bootyos cereal and <laughs> and the unicorn horns on their heads. I think it was brilliant that when they burst onto the scene, the three of them, not individually, but when they burst onto the scene that the crowd wasn't feeling them. They came in his faces, but the crowd wasn't feeling them. So they made the abrupt switch and went the 180 and turned heel. And the only thing they changed to their act was a little cheating here and there. And it's so amazing that when you get a chance to see a team or a person tap into their organic cells, but is maybe 100 times greater. I really believe that that is when you will make the faces of your product. 
when you see them in a light where it's like, you know what? That's kind of funny. I like them. Here's a prime example. I believe this was back in November when they were on Raw in, in Brooklyn. The team sings New York, New York. But of course, they do it heel style. You know, they talk up themselves and they talk down the city. They cheered them before they performed <laughs> their, uh, their song. They obligatorily booed them when they chopped down Brooklyn. And then they chanted, New Day Rocks, New Day Rocks, New Day Rocks, loudly. And clapped after they finished the song. That is proof where you say, wait a minute. The crowd loves them because they're entertaining and... Even though, yeah, they dogged my city, you know what? I can't really hate on them. In fact, I can find aspects about this city I don't like, and I live here. I, they're kind of right. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's the appeal of New Day, and I'm so glad that they... I'm so glad that they now have a chance to really be themselves and get the reaction they deserve now that their faces again. Now, uh, for my, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think the tag team cha championships are on the line because this is a four-on-three match. But I would say in this four-on-three match, the buildup has been New Day has taken more of the Ws. I really think... I really think angle-wise, the League of Nations should win. Because you can't have you can't have a heel click like this and chop off their momentum. You got to you, you got to make them a threat. You got to make them a threat at all possible costs. You got to make them a threat. So you can't have them beat down teams and lose to them afterwards. Sometimes you have to say, oh man, that they're messed up. <laughs> and they're dangerous. You gotta give heels the momentum necessary. And this would be a good momentum push for the League of Nations. Heck, I would love to see if I would love to see Lana interject in this match to give the League of Nations the W. So that's what I'd like to see. Something tells me I'm not going to see that. Then we have Kalisto versus Ryback. Now, this is for the U.S. Championship, and let me be blunt. Kalisto was great as one half of the Lucha Dragons. He moves well. He basically was the one thing that Sin Cara was not, which is a high flyer that did not botch moves. He is fluid. He is smooth. 
And he uh, he now is a two-time U.S. champ. Ryback is the exact prototype of what the WWE would like to have in a wrestler. A muscle head. He's almost 300 pounds. He is built like a brick house. He's decent on the mic. And now they're making him look like Goldberg point uh, Goldberg two point uh. and now they're making him look like Goldberg two point oh. Bad move. But I see Ryback being pushed and I see Ryback being the new US champion. And uh, and for unfortunately unless Kalisto flies all over the ring and bumps his behind off. This is a bathroom break match. And I hate to say that, but this is a straight up bathroom break match. What isn't one, though, is the Intercontinental Ladder Match Championship match. Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn, Miz, Stardust, Cody Rhodes, <laughs> Sin Cara, Zack Ryder, and of course the champion himself, Kevin Owens. Now, before you all say, well, doggone, he wants all the heels to go over. Understand where I'm coming from with this. I personally think Owens should retain. For two reasons. One, if it was a one-on-one match, then I'd probably be apt to say, okay, Owen should drop the title. But since he won this, this title back, I believe it was February. So he hasn't had long with the title over a month. You need to have him have a long, lengthy reign. As the champion. Now, if I see anyone winning the title from him, it will probably be uh, Sami Zayn. But I think you would need to have the two of them actually have a feud in the WWE. Of course, they had one in NXT, and of course, they've had one in Ring of Honor, and they've had one all over the independent circuit. So, of course, that's a money feud whenever they want to have it. Miz, don't really care about him. Stardust is unfortunate that he's grouped with the Miz. Afterthoughts. Sin Cara, afterthought. Zack Ryder, now I've heard that, that Vince is high on him and he's wanting to push him. Unfortunately, I see afterthought with him too. Ziggler just would make that match more interesting. But I don't see a, I don't see a W there. I just don't. And Sammy, this would be, I think, his first official WWE, no, second official WWE match, because I forgot he did have one in the fall of last year against Cena for the U.S. Championship and injured himself. The proper victor in this match should be Owens, because I think you shouldn't have him drop the title to anyone 
in a six-man match. You should let him keep the title. I'm sorry, seven-man match. Then we have what possibly could be a show-stealer. AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. Now, on the surface, this would be a great match because you got one guy in AJ who can wrestle any style, wrestle any way, <laughs> wrestle any guy's size, and, and come forth with a very good match. So that's not an issue. His issue has always been talking. When it comes to the ring, there isn't an issue. That dude just knows what to do in the ring. And you have Jericho, who I think is in his normal habitat, and that is being the smarmy, unlikable, cantankerous heel. I can never hate the guy because I just find him entertaining no matter what he does. But I get why he is being healed in this match. He's basically trying to put over a wonderful talent that is starting to get his, his sea legs about him. And in this match, I see AJ going over. The only problem I have with this match is that we have now seen it for the last two months. And even though they have gotten better by each and every passing match, and this is different because they were both faces when they met the two, pre the two or three previous times. Now one's a heel, one's a face. You sort of get match fatigue when you see it so often. And I think that's the problem you have with this one. AJ Styles goes over. I just, unless unless they have the chance to perform in a way that is fitting to like a, say, Jericho-Michaels WrestleMania 19 match. If they do that, then it could be something worthwhile. Otherwise, nah. And I hate to say that, nah. When I come back, I will set the table for the second half of the main card for WrestleMania 32. Be right back. One more time, my Cold Sports MVPs. Why your goat ain't mine. The five greatest quarterbacks in NFL history is yours for free today, right now. All you have to do is go to ColeJohnsonOnline.com. That's ColeJohnsonOnline.com. And you will get that package for free. Five greatest quarterbacks of all time. Why your goat ain't mine. Go get it. You're listening to Cole Sports. Sports. 
for the intelligent sportsman on ColeJohnsonOnline.com. Welcome back. Now, of course, I talked about the first half of the main card. League of Nations, New Day, Kalisto, Ryback for the U.S. title. Owens basically versus the field for the Intercontinental Championship in a ladder match. And Chris Jericho and AJ Styles. Let's get to the Divas Championship, which I'm so glad that they're going to do away with that Butterfly Championship belt. Before I even get to the match, I have to say this. I'm so glad they're doing away with that. I couldn't stand that belt. I couldn't stand that belt when he created. I definitely couldn't stand it when they phased out the Women's Heavyweight Championship belt, which I thought and still think is a far better and exceedingly better uh, belt. And I want them to bring that belt back. Okay. End soapbox. Now, this match features three... Women, I don't want to call them divas, but it features three women who last year at this time was tearing it up in the NXT uh, program, the quote-unquote minor leagues of the WWE. Now they get to have a spotlight, a spotlight match. You have the woman who calls herself genetically superior in Charlotte. And with her 5'11", I'd say, what, 155 frame? I would say so. Uh, the way she moves in the ring is wonderful. I love the fact that, that she uses her gymnastics background to highlight a lot of what she does. And she's gotten a lot, of, she's gotten a lot better in... in the dramatic bumps. That is something that was refreshing to me that I saw that she picked up from her father. More so than the chops. More so than the figure four that she now calls the figure eight. The way she bumps. In fact, the way she bumps in a comedic heel way is something that I like even more about her. You got Becky Lynch, the self-professed last kicker, L-A-S-S, <laughs> fiery personality, moves well and strong in the ring, sort of, sort of reminds me of a female Fitly, uh, a female Finley. Uh, what I'm liking about her, though, in this program it's the fact that, that creative has ditched the cornball and they made her extremely serious. And she has sounded well on the mic. She has really impressed me. In fact, of the three, she has impressed me the most in this program buildup. I'm like, oh, okay. So she can come with those corny jokes, but Man, when she's serious, she actually looks like a threat. I love that tweak. 
And then you have the magenta-haired Sasha Banks. Now, if you would have asked me back in December, because I sort of had a feeling that, that these, I sort of had a feeling that Sasha, Charlotte, and possibly Becky were going to meet up. If you would have asked me who I thought was going to win this match, I would have said hands down, Sasha. Hands down, Sasha. There, there would be no, there'd be no way I could see another result than her. Now I'm not so sure. And here's why. Um, the thing I love about Sasha is when she's away from the cameras, her personality lights up the screen. It lights up the screen. She's a, she's a warm-hearted individual. And she has charisma backstage for days. Now, she has charisma in front of the camera, too. But I would like to see a little more of what she does backstage to filter into her personality on stage. Now, in the ring, she moves wonderful. In the ring, she could put forth five-star classics. Go back to take over against uh, Bailey. Go back to pretty much a few of her matches with Charlotte in NXT. She actually has great ability. Now, as I've said before, and, I, and I've heard this from the Nature Boy himself, if you're a champion, you should go one-on-one. -on -one. If this was a one-on-one -on -one match, I would say that one of the other two would win the title. I would have to go with Charlotte in this one. Because I think it, was, it would be a better move for the program itself if you still allow these two women to chase Charlotte. And I think what might happen is Charlotte will retain probably pin Becky. She'll be out the picture for a minute. Sasha will be the number one contender and probably Sasha will win the title. That's what I see happening. So I say Charlotte will advance as the winner. Then you have the no-holds-barred street fight between Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose. Of course, the, the story arc is as follows. You have the, the brute who is unstoppable, can't be toyed with, can't be messed with, will tear off anybody's head that is near him. Versus a guy who basically is out of his mind will take a pounding, take a pounding, and take a pounding, and keep going. With Lesnar, I like what he represents from the standpoint of he is the most legitimate thing wrestling has today. 
and his style. I think they call it strongman style. Fits what I believe the WWE has lacked for a good while, which is legitimacy in the fighting. Ambrose is a willing participant in being a pincushion. <laughs> Figurative and literal. Now, back in his uh, back in his independent days, Ambrose or Ambrose would have these types of matches where he would be coated in blood and and have the ring all littered with with materials from bats to barbed wire to shards of glass to uh, thumbtacks to two by fours to fluorescent light bulbs. So it was not more of a street fight. It was a basically a construction site. Who do I want to win? Three words. I don't care. I don't care who wins. Who should win? Unfortunately, I would say Lesnar. And the only way, the only way that this match should go down from the standpoint of both characters is that Lesnar wins but Ambrose pushes Lesnar to the brink you have to make him be you have to make Ambrose be a rocky figure where you can put him down but you have a hard time keeping him down and you put him down, he comes right back for more. You put him down, he comes right back for more. You put him down, he comes right back for more. And you may have to be ridiculous in how much you put him down. Like as in three F5, no, four F5s, <laughs> three pin attempts, and, he, and it's all false finishes. It may have to be something like that for the match to really, really, really be effective and it wouldn't damage either guy out of all the big matches I really winced when I saw this one because I was like okay the WWE is probably going to paint themselves into a corner because they got two characters where one one is a legit guy who he could kick your butt and the other guy is the most beloved figure on TV. WWE TV, I mean. And any momentum that is stopped would cause people to not really like the character as much. So that's why I say that I think they painted themselves into a corner. Then there is the match that I really believe should be the main event. I really believe this match should close the card. I don't think it will, but I believe it should. The Undertaker versus Shane in a Hades in a Cell match. Where if Shane wins, he gets 100% control of Bunny Night Raw. And Undertaker cannot wrestle at any WrestleMania henceforth. 
So there are some stakes in this. And whenever you have any any program that involves uh, Vince McMahon, it always will be an entertaining one. I mean, I live for when he just simply tells the crowd, SHUT I live for that. I live for that. I think it's the most entertaining thing WWE has ever produced. <laughs> I'll make this one short and sweet. Best match on the card. The most fan interest on the card. And... The easy, the easy answer would be, yeah, Undertaker retains. I mean, Undertaker wins. That'd be the easy thing to say. But I, I really do see Shane winning this one. And I could see it being by nefarious means. However, however, I couldn't see Shane turning heel. Because it wouldn't work. Unless. Unless. They make this a plan. About. You know Vince. Being against Shane. So they can get rid of Undertaker. But. Two things. One. That would actually involve the WWE thinking. And two. It would be thrown together. So I don't think that would work. They may be heading for um, a a brand split, so I think for that reason you might see Shane win, or you may see Shane lose and challenge it. Who knows? But I know that the most interest on the card is that one, hands down. And because of it, I think that is the match which should close closed WrestleMania 32 but it won't because the match that will is quite frankly the match I think people care least about I think people care more about the Total Divas versus Team WWE match than they do about Triple H versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship I'm sorry WWE World Heavyweight Championship and why is that, you may ask? It is because of the many failed attempts to push Roman Reigns as a babyface. Now, I was listening to a, a podcast, and another podcast, and an interesting point was made, and I really see it this way too. Roman Reigns should win the WWE have a World Heavyweight Championship. But he also should perform a heel turn to boot. A double turn has to happen. Because it will be interesting to see Triple H as a face. Because people really don't want to boo him anyway. Like I said earlier about the Dudley Boys, people don't really want to boo Triple H. They don't want to, they don't want to jeer him. They don't... They, <laughs> They don't want to give him that hate. 
They'll be glad to give his wife that hate. <laughs> They're glad to boo Stephanie. They don't really want to boo Triple H. They actually like the guy. There are many more people that start to not like Roman Reigns the guy, which that's dangerous. That's dangerous territory when your number one baby face is getting go-away heat. That's not a good thing. And Reigns is getting very close to that go-away heat territory. And he doesn't deserve it. I hate to see it. But what I would like to see is Reigns wins. He performs a heel turn. And hopefully you will have him be the leader of a faction that could be a takeoff on the Bullet Club in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And they can call him whatever. <laughs> Bullet Shield, Bulletproof, Bullets. I don't care what the heck they call it. But I have him, Anderson, Gallows, Styles even. Uh, and Valor, uh, have all of them be a part of this faction. And what might make it interesting is <laughs> you have an interesting leader at it. And I'm like, okay, well, you give Reigns the right, the right platform, and he will take off because the litany of 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 opponents that he would have really rely really lie on the face side of things. Rollins, because he's going to come back a face. Rollins, Cena, even Ziggler, if you want him to bump like crazy. Zane, if you build him uh, hard and fast enough. Orton. You got so many ways you can go. And you can have at least a good two-year run with Reigns as a heel champion, not have him hold the title for all the two years. But you can have him, you can have him be your number one heel for at least two, maybe even three years. And you have the opponents already lining up for him with more to come. That's where I stand with that match. Unfortunately, unless something really interesting happens, that one is a bore. And because I think of a lot of talent that is not there, I think the whole card suffers from being interesting too, which... It's unfortunate, but the show must go on, and the show will go on, and it probably will go on in front of over 100,000 people, which would be, of course, a WWE attendance record, and it would come close to the all-time North American attendance record, and I think it's something to the effect of 108,000 set in that very stadium, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. And I think it was for the All-Star game years back. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully, it will be a good it will be a good card. That's really all I would want. Good card, two things: a good card, 
and no one gets injured. I pray that for all the uh, all the talent. I pray that for all the talent. Uh, so thank you for joining me on trying something new. I wanted to give you some special content <laughs> and just let you know some of the things I like to you know, talk about and view. And if you would like to have this or any other type of podcast that's special, like I said, just email me at coldsports at gmail.com. That's coldsports, C-O-L-E-S-P-O-R-T-Z at gmail.com. And just give me whatever whatever sporting event you want me to specifically cover, and I will cover it for you. Now, if you happen to like this podcast or any one preceding this one or any one that is not special, just even moments, follow me on Twitter at Cole underscore sports. That's sports with a Z. You can also follow me on Facebook. That's Cole Sports again, sports with a Z. You can also follow me on the following online formats. SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, iTunes, and no matter where you are, please, review, like, share, more importantly, subscribe, and most importantly, enjoy. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson, and this is Cole Sports!